This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome, everybody, to another special episode of the Animaniacast. Welcome, everybody, once again to the Animaniacast. This is the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And, of course, here we talk about every episode of the cartoon series, episode by episode. We talk about all the cultural references and gags that we can. And in the end, we give each episode a Water Tower rating. We also talk about, oh, I don't know, things like Pinky the Brain, Tiny Toon Adventures, and Freakazoid. And today, we're talking about another Animaniacs comic book and the upcoming Animaniacs reboot. So it's like the past and the future are all here together. I am Joey and joining me once again, this time right next to me, is my brother Nathan. Bonjour, Pee-wee. I mean, Joey. (laughs) Doing Pee-wee's big adventure references now. Okay. (laughs) And across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. Hello, everybody. Yes. We have a wonderful uh, comic book to review. Be our guest. Be our guest <laughs> to read this comic book. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, today we're going to be talking about your reactions, ladies and gentlemen, to, or at least your, are you excited about the, the, the Animaniacs revival reboot yet still? Are you? Maybe? Well, we'll find Do out. Do you know that there's a reboot? Do you even know? <laughs> Some some of some people still don't know, and I wonder why. Could it be because Warner Brothers isn't really promoting it that much? I don't know. I think it is. They'll do the work for them. <laughs> That's right. Uh yes. Warner Brothers is scheduled to have a Animaniacs reboot this year, 2020, at some point. Uh we've heard sometimes it's the fall. And then we heard sometimes that through some sources that it was actually going to be the summer. But honestly, it's kind of hard to tell, especially because, well, it's Hulu and streaming media, and they don't play by the rules of normal, uh, you know, terrestrial uh, television stations or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. They're just like, networks. we'll and- put them out whenever. <laughs> and we'll put it out uh, once or once a week. By the way, what would you guys prefer? Would you prefer uh, the entire season of Animaniacs all at once, or would you like the Mandalorian approach, where we we have an episode and then we you you know you wait a week till the next one comes out? Nathan, what do you think? I I want them all at once. I like. That's it. And Kelly, what about you? <laughs> I like them weekly because I I hate I always feel like I'm behind because you know a show will have just come out like on a Friday evening and by the end of the weekend. People have seen every episode, and I mean, I, I have a life. I do other things besides watch TV, so I usually can't binge watch like that on a regular basis. I mean, maybe every once in a blue moon, but I kind of like to know I'm at the same pace of watching something that everybody else is, and you can all talk about the same episode and realize you're having sort of the same experience, even though it, you don't have that community feeling of everybody sitting around the TV Saturday night, eight o'clock watching the young Indiana Jones Chronicles hashtag still not bitter at ABC. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's sort of like that old fashioned feeling of, of, you know, everybody watching the same thing at the same time, even though it's, it's not precisely that. Well, well the one thing I have heard through a recent, uh, Rob Paulson appearance, I think it was during one of his book, signings or something that he said that it is a 
longer show. Like, you know, there's fewer episodes per season, mm. but the episodes are longer. There's because they're not 20 yeah. minutes or 22, 23 minutes long. I think they f- take up the full half hour, is what I heard. Uh, Makes which, sense. Yeah, which is cool. But again, it's, you know, who knows what Hulu's going to do. Um, is it going to be once a week or not? I, you know, I, I, don't know how they're approaching the the Thundercats Go thing just came out, but I'm totally out of the loop on that. I know they released the first two episodes, so I don't know. That's something to look forward to this year. We'll we'll see. Personally, I would like it to be once a week, also because then I don't have to worry about <laughs> people discussing it, trying to discuss it with us online and everything, and I have no idea what they're talking about. Because we so haven't seen it. I would that's have, true. Yeah, I would have to watch the entire thing. But if and, it's all out at once, we could just record all the episodes Oh, yeah, one that, day won't, and, that won't take much time at all. <laughs> <laughs> and we're set for like two months. Well, <laughs> let's go ahead and get to our uh, responses from some folks here, because uh, we asked folks on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, are you excited? Are you anxious? Are you hungry? What are, you, what are your feelings about the Animaniacs reboot coming out this year? And we had some responses on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and also some emails. So we're going to start off with the emails first. This first one comes from Camille. And Camille says, I'm looking forward to seeing them make fun of celebrities and fashion trends we have nowadays. It'll be golden. Though I'm sort of worried about them destroying the classic animation style because, let's be honest, reboots usually do that. I'm keeping my Hulu subscription specifically for Rick and Morty and the Animaniacs reboot. LOL. One more thing I'm excited for is to hear Jess, Tress, and Rob again. I freaking love them. And I censored what she really said. Oh, boy. But it was, she did, she it was more She extreme. said she didn't like them? No, she it was <laughs> bigger than freaking like them. Oh, okay. okay. The other one is from Wesley. Wesley says, subject, Animaniacs! Triple exclamation mark. I'm excited to see what topics the reboot will make fun of slash cover. Uh, then going over to Romante, who says, I'm very excited for the reboot. I can't wait to get a good look at the art style, new characters, and the animation. But most importantly, the Warner siblings and Pinky and the Brain. Narf! The next email is from William, who says... Subject is Reboot Opinions. And he says, Hello, Animaniacast. With the reboot coming sooner and sooner, with some of the news coming left and right when it does come out, I can honestly say I'm still excited. While, yes, many characters may not be returning, and some totally will not, with some of them it kind of made sense. Animaniacs was, at times, very contemporary, with video store references, gags about Bill Clinton, and sketches featuring goodfellas parodies so in a lot of ways it would make sense uh, that some of the things would have been tweaked to work in a modern sense the art style however may not be as big as you think when we were talking about them being stretched and everything Mm, i think that's what he's referring to so maybe not as different as we think tress had actually been talking about freehand sketches the artists were making during recordings rather than the actual art itself from listening closer to the interview you had mentioned Okay, so maybe the maybe the art style is not so different after all. Sure. Maybe it's just the storyboard artists with their little, you know, stuff going on. But do they have more to say? <laughs> it's just we'll see. <laughs> and <laughs> while if Steven is disappointed in the art or not, I have no clue. But with uh, Warner Brothers' need to get things perfect with the similarity uh, with the similarly upcoming Looney Tunes cartoons and the already released semi reboot of the new Scooby Doo movies and it's Harley Quinn animated series, I'm not too worried. That's true. The, have you seen the promos and stuff for the Harley Quinn series? No. They look, <laughs> it looks cool. It's much more adult, but um, it still looks like it's in the style of the uh, Batman animated series oh, cool. and stuff. So. And yes, he keeps going. It's a good email, but there's, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff here. And yes, some of the things that they've been doing didn't seem to make sense at first, Tom and a majority of the original staff not being asked to return seemed to be an oversight. However, with the recent news that Paul Rugg actually had been asked to return but said no, and Randy Rogel and the Bernsteins being asked to return and accepting, I do hold at least some kind of hope in that regard that NDAs are a pain and some more may have been asked to return but can't say anything. Eh, but what do I know? 
So, you know, maybe there's some other writers out there that uh, came back from the original series, but I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I, I, I'm not sure about that, but we'll see. All in all, hopeful, anxious, and with a twist of lime. But I'll be watching just as much as you folks with love, Danny. So that was from Danny. Yeah. So uh, there we go. We saw there was a Paul Rugg video recently that. Is he doing like a freakazoid thing or yeah. something? Did we ever talk about that? We haven't. <laughs> we should. Okay. That, thank you, Nathan, for reminding me about it. Because that happened weeks and weeks ago. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that was a really cool video. And then I never spoke about it. We never talk it. about it on the freakazoid I never. I've never talked to you about it. Yeah. That <laughs> so recently, Paul Rugg was on Instagram. And he said he, he was do, up for a gig. And he had to do his vocal warm-up. And let's go ahead and play the clip right here. Everybody, it's uh, Paul. It's Wednesday morning. I wrapped the uh, Henson show last night. This morning, I'm in Burbank uh, to do a voice of a character I thought I never would again, which is kind of exciting. Anyway, I better get in there. Before I do that, I should do my vocal warm-ups. Anyway, have a good day, everybody. So that definitely sounded like Freakazoid flying. Yeah. <laughs> and so I kind of get the feeling I don't I don't think they're doing a Freakazoid reboot. I think they would be more likely to do a Freakazoid cameo appearance yeah. in an episode of Animaniacs. And so yeah, he's outside the Warner Brothers studios, right? That, like, yeah, that looked like I'm I not think, absolutely sure, but yeah. it looked like the the sound studio for Warner Brothers. Although they didn't I think he I it was no, you know, I don't you mention it. I think at that same, it was the Warner Brothers studio okay, so. because he was on Instagram showing himself walking around the studio. <laughs> so he was definitely on the Warner Brother lot and he was recording some possibly, let's face it, he was recording free, something Freakazoid Something right there. related with Freakazoid. We don't know what for and what capacity, but possibly a cameo on Animaniacs. That's what, cool. I, that's what I put my money on yeah. because I think something like saying Freakazoid is getting rebooted would actually get announced. Yeah, and that would be a much bigger... I would be super excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, next one here says, Animaniacs reboot. Uh, heck yes. Being an avid fan of Animaniacs and was alive when it was airing on Kids WB and when it went to Nicktoons, I'm really excited to see how they do this because honestly, I don't know how they can mess this up, but I'm kind of the person who would get upset if it wasn't like how it was back then. If specifically there was something I'm looking for, I want that humor to come through from the original stuff like no finger, no, no fingerprints or uh, the expect a poor innocent child to climb up dangerous scaffolding and paint naked people all over our church. We'll do it. But we're not doing sake of the art. We're not doing it for sake of money. No, we're doing it because we like painting naked people. Very good. This uh, golden. Golden Girl sent this, and she put down like that entire quote. That was, <laughs> she knows that off the top of her head. She loves Hooked on a Ceiling, which is awesome. Uh, finally, she says, it's the humor that I feel is crucial to the art of the show's writing that made it so unbelievably awesome, and I totally agree. 100% Golden Girl. The writing, in my mind, comes first, and that is why I'm always in the back of my head going, Gosh darn it, why didn't they get Tom Ruger on the show again? <laughs> Hello, the guy who get together so many of the fantastic writers to begin with. Yep. If you want the show to be like it was before, which so many people do, uh, kind of missed opportunity there, in my opinion. But that's just me. We'll see what happens. Kelly, what did people have to say on Twitter? Well, we had quite a few responses on Twitter. Um, one of the more interesting ones uh, was by somebody who's working on the show. Twitter handle is Lee's name here. And uh, she said that it's really fun slash agonizing watching us speculate because she can't wait for everyone to see how good it is. Oops, and so that that gives us hope. And <laughs> yes, Definitely. You know, that people working on it are excited and, you know, when people working on, on something that they, that they love, it, it, it bleeds into the project, I think. I think so, too. And that's <laughs> and that's what I kind of got from Rob Paulson's book is that it was kind of cool for him working on the reboot now and seeing and meeting the writers who were kids. Yeah, grew up li watching the show. And now they're no. writing for the show, mm -hmm. which is which is cute, which is cool. I like that. Too. And um, one of the other comments was uh, from... A 
Let's see. A.G. I'm trying to read the whole name. It looks like it's cut off on my screen. A.G. is soon F.C.C. <laughs> you got to be careful what you read because you never know if you're going to yeah, read you, somebody's Twitter handle and, and it's just be like completely offensive. Yeah. Well, you put well, these the letters is, together and you're like, the oh. A G C C Vetus. All right. Uh, <laughs> Twitter plug. All right. So, um, so, sorry for completely skewering that name. <laughs> but uh, they say I had the biggest cartoon crush on Yakko years back and later at a Comic Con, I. I think Yakko Pinky did a Sanin VA for a panel and after took a sweet moment to sign my sketchbook. It's been on my wall ever since. So they met Rob Paulson and big fans. I That's the first time I think I've heard of anybody having a crush on one of the Animaniacs. So. Yeah. I mean, oh, they're out there. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Yeah. It's good. Good. Not me, but and, it's, you know, whatever. <laughs> One of the the ones that I really enjoyed was um, from Chris Altruda, Altruda73, said, I'm looking forward to the devastating and deserved skewering of social media. Ah, yes. It was kind of a little negging right there, but Mm -hmm. I think he's he's making kind of a a tongue-in-cheek point right there that no matter what happens, people are going to skewer this thing online. Yeah. Which is true. There's going to be people that do that. I just like the way it's written. I mean, devastating and deserved skewering. Yes. That's, sounds like something I would write. It's very dark. <laughs> very dark humor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is true. I mean, I, but for the record, we're going to try to, whether we like the reboot or not, we're going to try to be as impartial and not neg. We're not a negative podcast. Try to be positive. We're going to try to be as positive <laughs> as we can. Even if it's horrible, we'll try to we'll say try nice to things. say what audience would like it because there's an audience for everything. There's right? an audience for everything, so. even horrible things. But hopefully, this is not horrible. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to keep our an open mind. But anyway, uh, what else? Right, we're not the Star Wars fandom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not yet. Oh gosh, <laughs> I've had to mute so many words on Twitter. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah. I'm like, okay, it's just Baby Yoda from here on out. That's, that's, that's <laughs> Baby Yoda. Nobody hates Baby Yoda. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, Retro Floof wrote, in my honest opinion, I still think it'll be good, even though there will be no slappy, good feathers, etc. Spielberg is directing, and here we have to insert my little notation that he's actually producing. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the original voice cast for Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, and P-A-T-B are coming back. Pinky and a brain. Uh, I was hard to think about what is happening. Yeah, I, was like, I know, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Padba? Yeah. So um, that that's very positive, and uh, you know, I kudos to them for mentioning his wonderfulness, Spielberg. Eminence. <laughs> yes. It's eminence. Okay, and then one of the final comments is from Flutter Pony Legends. And they're excited for the Animaniacs uh, reboot in that the original voice cast is returning. The animation having potential to be traditionally animated with beautiful looking visuals and smooth movements. And hearing the music having a full orchestra. That is true. I can't wait for the full orchestra. Mm-hmm. That is, that is, uh, yeah. We, we've had some conversations uh, off off the air basically saying that was pretty much the best thing the best decision that the the folks have made publicly, uh, even though they haven't announced it publicly, <laughs> we had yeah. to kind of like find it through the social media channels. Was hiring the Bernsteins to I come mean, back and and the voice actors. Yes, I mean, and they, that's not even really public. They didn't still. even put that out publicly. <laughs> it like, it drives me it drives me nuts. <laughs> it's they, we put out two years ago, over two years ago. They put out this thing saying, "Hey, reboot's coming," and then like a month or so later, they say, "Hey, and Leslie Wilde's going to be the uh, the showrunner." And then silence when it came to like anything official press releases, nothing, mm-hmm. which is just so frustrating. Everything that we found is just through people posting online, "Hey, I'm doing a storyboard," or "I'm going to be yeah. in music," or "I wrote this book," and, and then the- I wrote the book. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're recording the re- and that's how the announcement comes through. Oh well, it's very frustrating. Warner Brothers, get your stuff together. Come on, folks. Seriously. Uh, well, we're doing all the work we're doing for the them. investigative reporting. Yeah, you know, and we're doing all the stuff. 
So nobody would even know about it if not for us, right? I, seriously, come on. <laughs> well, they would have, but not as fast. Yeah. Anyway, Nathan, what do we got on Facebook? Oh, we got some some comments. Um, <laughs> some people are saying they can't wait. They've been re- watching the reruns, and um, uh, they've got the DVDs on the whole series on DVD. Uh, oh, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, like Alan Davis says, I'm excited as well. I hope for the return of such uh, characters as Slappy and Skippy. Uh, my only concern is the animation, though. Better not look like today's trash. Uh, Tony Gorey says, I'm going to get a little hype for it. Invader Zim and Rocco's return was really good, so I hope this will be up to there. Sure. I did see the Invader Zim movie. Uh, later thing. It was, yeah. it was pretty good. I liked it. I haven't seen Rocco because I wasn't a huge fan of Rocco when it was originally Yeah, I didn't up. watch it either. But I heard good things. Yeah, I heard good things. Martinez Vals uh, Vales says, I just cannot wait. Jess Harnell said, there is so much more things to make fun of than before. And then big smiley face. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sanjay Das says, I'm, I too am anxious to see the designs and animation of the reboot. Who knows? They may even give Minerva Mink a second chance. I don't know if that's... I, I wouldn't hold my breath. But yeah. you never know. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> well, side note. Yeah. Okay. There's some other stuff going on about uh, when it comes to release dates. And a lot of people are going to IMDb. It has a release date on it IMDb. It has a release date on IMDb. And it also lists characters like Minerva Mink and uh, Rita and all these other things. And we're like, and like, I forget the actor, but somebody, uh, not Chick Venera, but somebody else put down as Pesto. It makes zero sense. Yeah. And then other. Uh, wiki sites such as fandom I think it's fandom.com or whatever it, fandom is it's like you know a collection of wiki sites like Animaniacs and you know Wikipedia and everything yeah. ran with it and released on Twitter which got retweeted confirmed a lot dates, confirming yeah. Animaniacs is this the four I'm like no it's not confirmed it's yeah. just some person put it on not to say that that won't it be the release be. date it, it could, could be, be. We, but, but there's no confirmation for but it. it's the stuff on imdb <laughs> my understanding is all you need is a pro account yeah you pay for a pro account and then you can go into imdb and edit stuff and you I, i've seen an animaniacs fans i love you but some of you are weirdos. <laughs> and, it's talking to me. I know. But there's some people out there a while ago. This is a uh, year or so or two ago. They put like an Animaniacs movie and they put a description and they put the cast and they put everything on there. I, I, I'm under the... I my feeling is whoever put in that probably went in, they used their pro account and also put this stuff in too. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a joke, but I mean, it's, it's going to be somewhat in that time zone. Uh, like it's give it's or take. Go- it is going to be this three year. Months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> give or take three months from yeah, three months before or after or during that time. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just so uh, aggravating. Anyway, my point is IMDb, it's usually okay, but usually I, I would not use IMDb to look at stuff before the movie or TV show comes out because usually it's it could be totally wrong, especially yeah. for something where there's a high interest on this, where somebody it could be willing to just mess with people. And well, yeah, and also fake. things with low interest, you also have to watch out because like only one person has put stuff on it. Yeah, so, so it it's got to be, be something fake. that's like currently on is usually pretty good. Yeah, because there's constantly people. Yeah, ugh, I don't know. Aggravation. That's just that's <laughs> been my life this past week with people with that stuff. Continue, Nathan. What else we got? Um, so Ryan Campbell says, "I'm really hoping it's more like traditional animation and not what you see in newer cartoons." Um, people have some, a problem with these newer cartoons. I don't know like what this crap and this junk and this. Yeah, I like Rick and Morty. It's funny. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, Martin uh, Kuna says, "I." Don't want to be negative, but the fact that they've been so secretive about it, hmm. Ooh. I'm here just hoping it feels more like a continuation. So I was like, yeah, it's Eric Dwayne Murray says, I am hyped for it. I'm wondering about what the animation will look like. It better not be hideous. So again, animation. Like- <laughs> People are very concerned about this animation. And I am too. Uh, Mike Russo says, uh, and of course that poster is just old art. I don't expect the characters to look like that. My expectation for the reboot in general are just not very high. So 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some some mixed. We got some very high expectations and some uh, cautious. Uh, yeah, it looks a little <laughs> cautiously optimistic from on Facebook. Uh, on Instagram, I think they were pretty um, <laughs> pretty pretty positive. Miss Cunningham one one said, "Cannot wait." Sidges Candle said, "I could email you, or I could publicly post on your Instagram, hoping that official Bernadette Peters reprises her role as Rita." Well, who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Maybe that did it. Uh, Gary King Art says, "Can you give me a job as writer?" <laughs> um, no, Kelly. I no. can't. No. Okay. okay, we said no. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have that power. Sorry. Cinderella Undercover said, "Me." I just hope it stays true to the original. Uh, Anna Cortez says, I'm so excited. Casper Paul says, I'm looking forward to it. Lovely Lily says, I'm so excited for this. I want to see if they can make fun of stuff like Vine and TikTok. Mm. Vine and TikTok. Yeah. All you millennials with your Vine and your TikToks. <laughs> she says, we'll it'll see. be interesting to say the least. Heck, it could even parody Let's Players or ASMR channels. And it'd still be funny. I have no idea what Let's Players is. I know what ASMR is because yeah. I, I hate that. <laughs> and they might make fun of that. I think it would be cool. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. You do or don't? I don't. ASMR? Oh, okay. we should do oh, some ASMR. ASMR. Okay. <laughs> that gentlemen. sounds kinky. This is, no, this is, this is okay. Hang, hang, okay <laughs> hang on. Hang on one second. Okay, this is the Animani cast with ASMR. What? This is the Animani cast. Uh, uh, I, we're, we're zany to the max. That's very good. I don't think Kelly can hear us. No, she can't. Okay. All right, that what was. What are you doing? That's what you're doing, ASMR. Yeah, okay. What is it? Well, it's just talking really soft into the microphone and making, oh, and little, making little, crunch, little crunchy sounds. Audio sensory meridian uh, response. Yeah. So- Audio sensory meridian response. I think. That is a thing. Get off my lawn. You get like get brain, off get my lawn. The brain tingles in the back of your oh, head. Yeah, but we did it. There, there we go. go, folks. We did it for you. Watching Bob Ross. Yeah. So. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love Bob Ross. Well, oh, there you go. Uh, catch. Catch a rainbow cutie. There we go. Says, I'm so excited that I can't flip and wait. And John T. 26554 says he's really looking forward to seeing the reboot and hoping it stays to the spirit of the original. That is a very common uh, sentiment right there. Can't wait to see Yakko Wacko and their sister Dot, along with Pinky and the Brain. I read that the Good Feathers is not coming back, but I hope Slappy Squirrel comes back. Uh, mm. I got some bad news for you, John. <laughs> Probably not, or at yeah. least not as uh, Sherry Stoner Yeah, is what we're hearing. And then... And then, I mean, who knows? I, I really, uh, you know, what would be worse? Slappy not coming back or Slappy being voiced to somebody else? I, I, don't, so I, I would say, I would say, don't bring her back. Yeah, I think I'd prefer Don't bring not her to back, back if she's, if you're going to voice her by somebody else, just get, don't, don't even bother. Yeah, that sounds fair. That's not right. It's not right, I tells you. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think she's going to be voiced for anybody else. I just don't think they're going to have her. Which is bad. I mean, uh, but who knows? I, mean, I can if, see her being drawn in the background. If they're putting on, if we, if our, if we're right and we're put, they're they're going to have Freakazoid as a cameo. Heck, put Slappy in as a cameo. Yeah. Why the heck not? Okay, we have one last response to make sure we get in, and uh, I just wanted to make sure we put this one in because this is a person who is, uh, I think, a respected member of the Animaniacs community. This is what this person said, and by the way, they did want to remain anonymous, so I'm not going to tell you who it's, at, who it's from. So here we go. They say, normally I like to keep opinions to myself on subjects of this nature, but Animaniacs is my weakness. Also, I'm tired of people saying Steven Spielberg's involvement guarantees a successful reboot when it was Tom Ruger who created the show. The fact that Tom Ruger and just about anybody who has ever worked with him has been snubbed and perhaps blacklisted from the show indicates a few things to me. Either slash or A. They do not like Tom's style of humor. They do not respect what has come before. B. There's a big ego higher up that wants all the credit for this show. 
Also, Sam Register has stated his philosophy on reboots is to distance them as much as possible from the source material so as not to invite comparison. I think there's a ton of incredible talents working on the show, but without the guidance from people upstairs who really want Animaniacs to be another link in the legacy of great WB cartoons, I don't think the show we will get will feel much like Animaniacs. I imagine it might be funny in its own way, but feel hollow to fans of the original show. Anyway, that's my very biased opinion as someone who tried to get on the show but couldn't make it through. So, take it with a grain of salt. So, thank you so much to that uh, person for submitting their thoughts and uh, to all of our uh, listeners who uh, submitted their thoughts as well. And now, back to the previously recorded part of the show. Anyway, let's go ahead and uh, well, let's give our sentiments. So, guys, what are your thoughts about Animaniacs, we're going to continue to talk about this reboot and our thoughts and yeah. our feelings about it. But where are you right now with it, Kelly? Where Where are you currently with your anticipation? Are you Are you excited? I, no, I mean I I don't have enough information, and I don't know when it's coming out exactly. So it it's hard to look forward to it. Yeah. So I mean, when it gets here, I'll. I'll weigh in. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice to see a trailer. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I um, I know a lot more about West Side Story that's coming out in December than I do about the Animaniacs, which is also supposed to come out this week. So, and West Side Story, by the way, is directed by Steven Spielberg. Yes. So, um, I mean, we know he's got one project this year that... that is being promoted pretty heavily. So yeah, pretty well. Like the photos here and there of the making. And I, I honestly, I, yeah, it is very, like I said on Facebook, it is very concerning and kind of curious as to why they're not, is something as a property as big as Animaniacs, why Warner Brothers is not talking it up a little bit and yeah. showing like uh, well, Leslie Wilde talking about how happy he is to, to work and how much he loved working on Animaniacs as a kid, uh, watching it as a kid, I'm sure, right? fun it was to produce it now. and yeah. yeah, how much he loves all the writers and everything. So, yeah, you never know. So, Well, they, they may be, I mean, I, I think we kind of mentioned before about the reaction to Sonic. And, yeah. And, of course, with the fan reaction to the last, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the, um, the Rise of Skywalker, the... Uh, the social media hordes are just so vitriolic. Yeah. Um, and when they feel passionately about something and, and we've seen that fans feel passionately about Animaniacs. So if they release say a trailer now, but the show's not coming out until September, people are going to complain. I was going to use another word, but we're family friendly. Um, (laughs) complain about it, but, but from now until September, but because they've only seen a snippet and, you know, they haven't seen, you know, maybe the joke in context. And so maybe what they're wanting to do, I mean, I'm just hypothesizing, is get as close to showing us a, the finished product. So it, it may, we're, hype is building. People are talking about it. It's not like it's existing in a vacuum. So things are moving along. But uh, they may just want to um, not not bring a lot of negativity because it's going to come, whether the, the end product is great or not. I mean, people are going to hate on it. Yeah, like they said on Twitter, the skewering online of social media. Mm. Yeah, it, it, yeah, and I I agree with it. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna come, and it, it and that's the challenge. Okay, it, and like Thundercats go, like I've heard, like so many people uh, skewered that online. You know, they were like, oh, it looks horrible. And now they've released the first two episodes and I've, I've gotten really mixed reactions that some people say, oh, it's, it's not that bad. It's, I right. liked it. And the other people are going, no, it's ruined. You ruined it. <laughs> you had it and you ruined it. Yeah, no matter what, we're still going to have the original Animaniacs. So there's like... The voices will be there. I mean, yeah, you got to have... At least they're doing... And the music... And they're not deleting the episodes that you already love. That's very Animaniacs. true. So the originals like, will thankfully always be there. Thank yeah. goodness. Nathan, uh, so what are you thinking? Um, I'm I'm just gonna go with probably low expectations as I go with in everything I watch nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't like being disappointed, so I I like being pleasantly surprised. So that will be my goal. Well, hopefully you will. Yep. All right. 
Well, yeah, and that's that's me too. Just kind of you know keeping expectations in check. I'm hoping for the best. Yeah. Uh, I'm not expecting the worst, but um, I'm I'm hoping for something good. I'm I'm expecting something not good. No. I'm expecting something <laughs> that the people work very hard. Yeah, at, I'm expecting they, that there'll be people that will like it. Uh, yes. I'm expect and I'm expecting that the 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 end product will be nice, especially yes. when when the people like we've talked to some of the artists on social media and you know off the record stuff with some of the writers and stuff like that, and they they do say that that they believe everybody um, has their heart in the right place that is working on the show. Um, other than one exception, which I won't get into on here. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I'm not going to, I will never say that on another thing, but there was one big concern that we had when we were talking to somebody involved in the production, which uh, they were completely off the record. So I'm not going to say any more than that, but they were not happy about one thing on the reboot. But and the rest have all been. But but besides yeah, that, everybody was like, hey, oh, it's so. a great experience. Yeah. So one person had a bad experience, and they t- told me about it, and I was like, oh, that's bad. But other than that, it's all good. So we'll see what happens. I'm an animaniac. Some people say I'm out of whack. You can't miss our wild show with my cute sis and my bro. We all act like we're insane, along with Pinky and the Brain, Bobby Squid, and Pesto, Scratch and Sniff, Hip Hip Hose, Rito Runt, Chicken Boo, Slappy Doo. We dance and sing and do all kinds of crazy things. Oh, we the amazing animaniacs will split your sides in half. We are the most exciting ever. So watch us, cause you'll love us. We'll be on your TV weekday afternoons right here on Fox. Here we go. Let's go and talk about an Animaniacs comic book. This is Animaniacs issue number 18. Ooh. Called Animaniacs Go to France. Animaniacs Go to France. And what a great French accent I have. Yep. Uh, and this cover right here, Nathan and I were talking about it beforehand. This might be the highlight of the whole issue. Yeah, I think so. Before we talk about it, let's talk about where you can get this comic book. You can find this comic book like I did online. If you go and purchase it, uh, you can purchase it online at various uh, comic book retailers. I was surprised to find out today that I had a mint in... It was one of these polybagged things from the 90s. And it comes with a bonus little mini magazine in here about snowboarding and music and movies and comics. So it's called On the Edge. So I can learn all about movies like Robinson Crusoe that's coming out or Matilda. Bonus. Yeah. (laughs) Or The Adventures of Pinocchio with Jonathan Taylor (laughs) Thomas. Uh, But it's a lot about snowboarding and like extreme, you know, you want to be an extreme teenager in the 90s. There you go. Uh, By the way, nothing girl related in this. This is very much. Girls like snowboarding. Girls do like snowboarding, but they are very much like this is a comic book. Yeah, this is a show magazine girls for boys. Snowboarding. Yeah, it's yeah, only... this is totally for boys. So, a little, little, little disappointed that they decided to pack with an Animaniacs comic something that's so you know aimed towards boys. But whatever, there's a little bonus for you. There you go, Nathan. Have that. That's all yours. But the comic book itself is really cool. On the uh, oh, and we should by the way mention if you can't find it online and purchase it, there are places that you can go to online to have scanned it mm-hmm. but there are like we say always there are pop-up ads that are insane possible viruses possible if viruses if you click on them <laughs> <laughs> and we held no responsibility about how family friendly those pop-up ads are because some of them are pretty uh uh yeah, yeah. risque is putting it lightly <laughs> I, I got one of those yeah yeah i was like really on an animaniacs comment yep yep <laughs> So, yeah, you have to be careful with those pop-up ads. So, supervise your children if you're uh, going to read these comic books online with them. At any rate, Animaniacs Go to France, issue number 18. Uh, The date on this is October of 1996. And the cover is pretty darn cool. It's a a parody of Toulouse. What's this guy? What was the artist's name here, Nathan? He was... He's in... He's the short guy in... in Toulouse-Lautrec. Toulouse, yeah, Toulouse-Lautrec. And the, the parody is of uh, this uh, uh, 
can can dancer Jane Avril Gardine de Perry. Jardine de Perry, whatever. That's exactly how you pronounce it. I will it. say it the uh, the totally incorrect way. Jane Avril, ah, <laughs> uh, Jardin de Paris. There you go. So there you. Uh, that's yep. how the Americans say it. That's. But it's a very cool comic because it takes that style that essentially takes that can can uh, dancer, and the Warners are put next to her. Slappy Squirrel is. It looks like Napoleon, uh, possibly Mozart, I guess. Mm, I was like thinking maybe. Or like maybe that's King a Louis. Louis. King yeah. Louis, yeah. I thought it was Louis the Sixteenth. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. You can see that big hair that he has. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Gerard Depardieu. We have Pepe Le Pew. We have some other. Uh, it looks like a guy that might be Ronald Reagan and yeah. uh, Marcel Marceau and. Uh, I don't know who that Madonna? woman is. It it kind of looks Madonna like Madonna is French Canadian. It kind of looks Janice like Janice from the Muppets. That's exactly. That it looks it like Janice from the Muppets, and then some other random French guy, and of course a candlestick. You see that little candlestick guy there? Yeah, Kelly. Lumiere. Lumiere is on there. That was the coolest thing to see a Disney character mm-hmm. on the cover of an Animaniacs uh, comic. So, but he's not very obvious. You have to kind of look. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. kind of close to Gerard Depardieu, which I don't know if people would know it's even Gerard Depardieu if they don't make fun if they didn't make fun of him in this comic book <laughs> within it. But a very good cover. It looks like this was done by Walter Carzon and Horatio Ottolini. And uh, like, what Indiana Sorry. has something to say? Hang on. Evidently, <laughs> I think he might be done. Oh, he he went back downstairs. He was up right outside my room. Oh. <laughs> but this is an awesome cover by Walter Carzon and Horatio Ottolini. And like Nathan and I were saying, this is maybe the best part of the comic. It's very artistic. <laughs> it is very cool. Like uh, Kelly, any thoughts on this cover? I No, I mean, well, I it it is very um Moulin Rouge, I guess, and oui. You know, mm-hmm. speaking of Toulouse Lautrec, he was a character in, in Moulin Rouge because he was a French artist at that time. Spectacular, so. spectacular. <laughs> yep. Wow. Uh, so, yes, a very, very nice uh, cover. And then we open up the comic book, and it's not as good. <laughs> it's, oh, I it's, thought you were saying about the Teen Titans. Well, the Teen Titans, there's a, <laughs> there's a little ad for Teen Titans, which do not look like any of the Teen Titans I'm used to seeing. Yeah, there's like today. no Robin even on there. Yeah, it says, retro name, new attitude, Teen Titans. Don't miss the Teen Titans sneak preview on Superman. Never, okay, whatever. Hmm. They've That was one of their various reboots of Teen Titans comic, I'm sure. The first comic that we have to talk about is featuring the Warners. Uh, going to France, and it is entitled Dupe de Jour. And Dupe de Jour was... Oh, hang on. They put they put the right who wrote this one on the second page. So I have to flip the page. Dupe de Jour was written by Dana Curtin and Dan Slott. The penciler was Omar Aranda from Soul Studio. Inker was Scott McRae. Letterer was Teresa Davidson. Colorist was Grace T. Bland. The colors were not bland at all. I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, uh, Kelly, tell us what happens here in Dupe de Jour. Well, the Animaniacs uh, arrive somewhere, and uh, they think they're at uh, Six Flags over Flushing. But it turns out that they're actually in Paris or France, but I, I think it's pretty obvious yeah. that Paris. Yeah, I see an Eiffel Tower. Okay, right. they're there. <laughs> so um, they're um, outside a restaurant and they decide they want to get some French fries. And the garçon <laughs> is their new best friend. And they try to order French fries and. Uh, He's kind of ignoring them at first, and then they start yelling at him and trying to get his attention, and then he finally tells them to go away. They see a woman, and instead of hello, nurse, they say bonjour, nurse. They 
continue to annoy him and he's speaking a little bit of French mixed with English and so I don't know how much they're actually understanding him but uh, they finally get inside and get a table and they still want to know where the french fries are and they're reading from the menu and Yakko says all I see here is horse Steve forces <laughs> that was the Dot best it. joke in the comic it's right there. It's not a very good joke either. And it's not that good. <laughs> and um, Dot says, oh, poor horse. And so the, the person says, you know, they're, they're hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> he, he says to Dot, would, would, would you like a quiche to start? And she says, well, I don't usually on the first date, but if you insist. I like that one. I think oh, okay, that was, that was a good okay. That I was cute. Wanna... Kelly said it right. I guess I made it. Yeah, I want a quiche. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, and she tells him that she just loves his accents. And uh, the boys are say, girls, Frenchmen, go fig. So, uh, they still keep trying to order French fries. There's all these jokes, you know, talking about French dip. Is he calling me a dip? And... Uh, escargot, you bad puns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're I really, mean, just... really poorly constructed puns when it comes down to a lot of them. It just keeps going and going, and I'm like, oh, get on with it. Like, let's <laughs> get a story in this, maybe. <laughs> Are we going? Yeah. <laughs> well, and then they they finally find out that um, the guy's not even from French. He's actually from Jersey. He says, "You've discovered my secret." Then he tells them that you know they they can stay and and eat whatever. And there's the Grey Poupon joke in it. Yeah, got to throw that in. One would expect. I mean, it's even in Wayne's World. So, I mean, it was very popular back in the 90s. Yes. Mm-hmm. They are talking about French fries again. Um, but now they're using the, the French term. To, the, or they're trying to understand what he's talking about with the, the palm frites. Right. Which may or may not be pronouncing correctly. But they kind of write it out when they misinterpret it. So I'm thinking that's how you might say it. Mm-hmm. So um, they're, they continue to, to talk about the, the bomb frites. Or Wacko <laughs> does at least. Because he goes into the kitchen to look for these bomb frites or whatever. Bomb yeah. frites. Bomb frites. He's totally misinterpreting. He thinks it's a bomb. and uh. <laughs> So um, they've destroyed... They've destroyed the uh, the restaurant, and then he's oh drat! I lost the page, and I'm getting crazy pop ups. Up oh, there you go. See, there you go. There you go. Gotta be careful. He somehow created an actual bomb. Yeah, somehow. In uh, yeah, I'll help you out here, Kelly. Sometimes Wacko goes in there, and then somehow he creates a bomb, and the whole kitchen explodes. And so they say you have to pay for the bill. Uh, what he goes? What do you mean? We don't owe. I don't owe more Bill puns. any Pardon? money. <laughs> like, yeah, we're you have like to Kelly pay, the, pay oh. the bill, and I don't owe Bill any money. Like, yeah, try that joke. It's real hilarious. It's really good. I mean, next time you have to go to the oh, restaurant. Anyway. It's a bad dad joke. Everything's bad dad jokes in this one. <laughs> and I know bad dad jokes. Anyway. So the, the, it basically kind of ends in just like the... Uh, they, I guess at the very end, the people that they were going to meet at, at Six Flags come in, right? Well, and, their names are Oscar, Patty, Claire, Bill, and Frank. Oh, so that's how, like, it just everything Those that they were mentioning. Pe- yeah, puns of yeah, the names. The Franks, the, they were mentioning about paying with Franks, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay with Frank. And Have Hank, Frank it pay all for himself. paid yeah. off. At the end. What a great payoff for all those jokes. <laughs> they all came at the end. The end. Well, you know, this is like, okay, I think we're, we all kind of get our opinions right there through our groaning. <laughs> but Kelly, what were there any parts in this that you really, uh, that were were particularly funny or amusing for you in this first comic? Well, I already read them out. The, yeah. <laughs> the, the Keish one was kind of cute. Yeah, and... Keish, I, I, you're, I, you read that right. I, I liked it a lot more after I heard you say it right. I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> Kelly made it funny for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Nathan, anything for you? Um, the whole smelling of wine. Yeah, thing was the, a weird. Yeah, we in, are introduced in this comic to the dot having this great super sense nose. Of, yeah, super. She's a not a super taster, but she's a super sniffer, smeller, yeah. super smeller. 
and she could smell like every little details about wine or about any elephant that you put in front of her even or and that's how they discover that the the waiter when she sniffs him she says you're from new jersey yeah she could smell new jersey on him or something which i hear is possible perhaps i, I guess know. i mean i guess it's an interesting plot device to somewhat further the story although it's never like brought up again really it yeah. doesn't really well have any whatever let's talk about some let's move on yeah i like that <laughs> yeah, i like that. i mean uh oh uh animation wise it was, it was yeah, fine. animation yeah they I, I thought the animation could have been a lot better nathan they didn't yeah. move at all oh <laughs> that's good okay well anyway good idea French idea. There's a few of these in the comic, and I'm just going to go through them all right now. Uh, you know, good idea, bad idea. It's funny. Mr. Skullhead. Well, they decided to do good idea, French idea in this one, where instead of that funny thing, they did this not funny thing. So, I mean, <clears throat> I mean. What if what if instead of he was Skullhead, he was just doing French things? They should have at least done Mr. Skullhead, but they don't. They have a French guy with a beret and a striped shirt. He looks uh, very French. So it says, the good idea is taking your dog for a walk. The French idea is taking your dog to the Louvre. The good idea is throwing your dog a bone. The French idea is throwing your dog a baguette. The good idea is playing tug of war with your dog. The French idea is playing war with your dog. Like, that last one doesn't even have anything to do with French, right? Yeah, I mean, French have gone to I, war. I, yeah, French have gone to war before. But even <laughs> isn't the joke supposed to be, like, French always, like, are the people who say, I give up, I give up. Isn't that the, the commonplace joke in cartoons uh, and everything? Uh, anyway, good idea, saying it with flowers. The French idea is saying it in French. Uh, the good idea is getting a haircut. The French idea is starting at the neck. Which means, like, they're going to put you in the guillotine and cut your head off. Uh, the good idea is meeting Johnny Depp. The French idea is meeting Gerard Depardieu. And uh, I don't know who they were modeling off of for Johnny Depp, but this guy did not look like Johnny <laughs> Depp to me. Nope. This guy, like, like never looked never, like that. Never, ever. This guy looks like he's, like, Johnny Depp on steroids or something. He's, Wow. So apparently the artist never never saw Johnny Depp before and yeah. just said he has black hair and he's he's handsome. Okay, I'll just throw a handsome guy with black hair on there and, and go for that. So that was good idea, French idea. We also have a little bit of a filler thing called Minerva Mink in French dressing. And Minerva Mink basically talks about, you know, hey, everybody, uh, you know, uh, everybody wants to know why I even bother getting dressed. Then I remember why. But one, because all the guys are hot for her. Haha, <laughs> they're all drooling over her. Anyway, there's some. Um, she shows off these little French uh, outfits. So, what I decided to do was to print these up because I had to get something out of this comic book. And uh, actually printed up copies of these dresses and everything. And then and he started wearing I them. Started uh, wearing you them. made paper dolls. I yeah, made, he made paper, paper dolls. dolls. Is, yeah, that's a whole paper doll thing. That it's a whole paper doll because you take the you take the outfit and you put it on Minerva. Yeah, you can cut out the outfit, and you can do this. You can print them up on off the the website there, or you can scan if you have a comic book and make your own copy. And Nathan, what do you think? What's your verdict? Do the do the outfits fit for the most part? Three out of six. Three out of six look great. Yeah. Uh, there's At one least. where it's the red shirt and the blue jeans. I don't know if you tried that one, but mm-hmm. it actually, when it, you put it together, it looks really good. Like although it, the red shirt blends right into the red, there's like there's straps of her shoulders showing. That's it's true. Weird, like, I, I had to cut off the little. I will say, if you try to do this yourself, don't worry about the little tabs that they give you. They they're useless. They're stupid. Just <laughs> cut off the tabs. <laughs> they're uh, they're they're not they're not great. But um, but yeah, it's it's kind of cute. It's it's a little activity for kids. And yeah. and it, it is nice that on the opposite side of of the uh, the dresses, they actually did put just advertisements for uh, kids WB. Yeah, you're not missing out on the yeah, comic. You can actually cut these out in the actual comic and, and not miss any content, which that was cool. So yeah, not not bad. I I, I thought that was a nice little activity. Yeah, they've had a chicken boo one before, and they've had like a a dot word search thing. So mm-hmm. all in all. This is very similar to the Chicken Boo. Which one was... Uh, this one gives you more outfits, right? Yes, but I like Chicken Boo more because it's just Chicken Boo. Just as a person. Well, <laughs> just, as a chicken. <laughs> yeah, as a chicken, I like Chicken Boo more. Well, Nathan, let's just get on to the next comic here. The next story, I should say. 
It's called Slappy Time in Paris. Hi, this is Slappy Squirrel, and unfortunately, you're listening to the Animaniacast. And Slappy Time in Paris was written by Dana Curtin. The penciler was Leonardo Batic. The inker was Scott McRae. The letterer was Teresa Davidson. And the colorist was Ta- Dave Tangue. Nathan, what happens here in Slappy Time in Paris? All right, well, Slappy has just landed where, you might ask, is uh, France. She's in France to get an award, uh, uh, some sort of contribution to comedy award. And Skippy's like, well, congratulations, that's great. But Slappy's like, no, Jerry Lewis won this award. And he's, you think he's funny? Um, so she thinks it's a sign that her career is in the toilet if uh, she's winning this award. And then Skippy's wondering why Slappy doesn't like French people. And then he starts going off on all these French stereotypes, saying that they're rude or that they smell or that they got hairy legs. Um, yeah. Which Slappy... Uh, you know, has all those has things. all those things she has hairy legs and apparently she, she smells and she's rude yeah we all know she's rude so she doesn't hate the french because of that it's just that they don't have nothing in common is her problem ha 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 um and then so uh the french guy that's gonna give her the award um he uh, informs her that uh she misunderstood it's not a medal of honor that she's getting it's a marcel of honor le marcel of honor which is uh like the greatest mime, Marcel Masseau. To honor her, she gets to go around France with a mime following her. Yeah, or something. And who's going to teach her about French comedy. Yeah. About, yeah. I'm assuming why French comedy is so much better. They're just going to go around the parks. Um, so this is the mime from Mime Time. Yeah, so we know him. He's, you know, the classic funny, always getting hit with anvils and yeah. everything. And of course, like, as the this guy's talking, she's starts getting uh, some explosives out. Skippy has to stop her. And then when she finds out the mime's going to follow her, she gets out the explosives again. But this time she's like, this one's for me. So she just she just, she just does not want to do this at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the mime's doing these crazy things, you know, like pretending to be in a box, but then he gets hit by the Tour de France just randomly. Uh, so Slavi really didn't do anything to him that time. Oh. <laughs> I think my favorite one was uh, when Skippy says, look, Aunt Slappy, there's the Arc de Triomphe. Is that what it's called? Uh, Arc de Triomphe, yeah. Yeah, and then so Slappy hits the mine with a mallet, and then Skippy's like, what did you do that for, Aunt Slappy? And then Slappy says, didn't you say hit the mine with a mallet? <laughs> no. Like, no? Well, I'm old, so sue me. <laughs> so so yeah. just like... A, just any excuse to give him a hit him on the head. Yeah. Uh, they go to Notre Dame. Slappy starts playing football, but the football is an exploding football. Because yeah, it's Notre Dame, like Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's Wacko wearing pants in the background, which is very weird. What? I didn't even see that. Um, when that very last panel where the mind blows up, you can see he's wearing like underpants oh, or something. Oh, he's wearing like... That is weird. <laughs> no, he's wearing. He's supposed to be the hunchback. You know when he does uh, wears long chainy. Oh, I thought he was. And he's, like but a... he's still wearing some sort of pant. Or he's... no, it's just not colored right. Are you sure? It's the. It's the. Yeah. What is he supposed to be look at, then? Look at look at the comic. I'm looking at. It looks like he's underwear. not colored right. It's it should have been colored all the way blue, but it wasn't. Hmm. Okay. See, it's under I his belt. So. There's definitely a black line above. Yeah, it's his belt. Oh, the belt. Off. I see. Uh huh. Okay. There yeah. we go. Just him look at, it just looks like he's running in underwear, which I'm yeah, like, I don't like this. It doesn't look right. I'm like, ah, makes no sense. Never Marco doesn't wear any pants. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they go to the top of the Eiffel Tower, and then, you know, it's Slappy's like, you know, it's better than an Eiffel Tower, the Heefel Tower. And that's when he gets hit by an anvil and falls through. It's hilarious. And then they go back to the restaurant that. The uh, the guy was there that gave her the uh, Marcel Marcel award, um, and he's like, "I've been watching you this whole time. It's just so funny seeing how irritated you are at mimes. It's I meant to do this. You didn't win an award." And then uh, Slappy's like, "Well, I did teach your mime something." And he's tying some dynamite around this guy because he's his waist. Yeah, he's laughing at the mime for getting hurt this whole time, and. The mime gives them a thumbs up and says the end. Blows up that guy. Although, I mean, shouldn't he also be mad at Slippy and 
Slappy, Slappy. Slappy and Skippy for actually hurting him. <laughs> it's he's totally just on board at this it's point. It's not their fault. Yeah. It's this guy's fault. It, that that the ending right there with the mime totally on board, like, I'm not mad at you, Slappy, I'm mad at this guy for it's, putting me with you. Yeah, it's his fault <laughs> that you beat me up and well <laughs> hurt me so much. Whatever. Anyway, that's that's your slappy and skippy story. <laughs> uh, Kelly, when you read through this, was there some stuff, that, anything in this one that you thought was amusing? No. <laughs> well, so, you know, Kelly already has problems with like kind of slapstick humor to begin with. And, and this, it's kind of funny, I guess. The I fell and he fell. I didn't think that was you funny. You fell. Nope. I don't know. It wasn't funny. <sighs> yeah, it wasn't that great. I really, here's the thing. The main... Oh boy. Okay, we'll get to the water tower rating in a second. Nathan, is there anything <laughs> in here that you in the story that you liked? Oh, just the hitting of the mallet. I think was the, that was probably the, that was a good joke, was, even though it wasn't. It that wasn't funny. a great joke, but it was. It it made me go. Huh. <laughs> okay, well, let's start. Let's <laughs> let's finish off today's comic book with uh, something that's. Uh, boy, I want to talk about breezing through something. Uh, so you know the uh, uh, Ferrera Jaca poem i know that yeah well dot's french poetry corner she just goes frere jaca frere jaca she goes uh you know morning bells are ringing uh so in but then when it's ding ding dong she says hit list snooze hit list snooze which i never even saw that that was a joke because it still says ding ding dong when she says apparently in French hit this snooze it says ding yeah. ding dong. well they're translating it so they they're have the French it. on the top yeah so you can learn some French here I guess not really Parajaka. well and at the end she says merci beaucoup and the, the translation is thanks buckets which is they're doing some like silly translations yeah. and then they're they hit their hands together and it makes snapping noises it's weird and that this is last... weird they're all clapping their hands and it's saying snap 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 <laughs> What is going on with this? Comic? This French people, the clapping sounds. So I'm weird. never going to France. They <laughs> clap. They snap with their hands like that. <laughs> just whack your they're hands. They're aliens, together. I snap, tell snap, you. Snap, snap. They're not from this planet. They're just maybe they're like breaking their wrists. Maybe. Oh, ouch! They need more calcium in their diet. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> let's get <laughs> to our water tower rating. <laughs> Okay, what do you guys think? Out of five water towers, how many would you give Animaniacs? Go to France, issue number 18. Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I'll give it two. It's all, it has a theme. It's true. It did have a theme And throughout. it had some activities. So It has a cool activity. And there was a joke in it. So there, there was a go. joke. Two, and the cover is <laughs> awesome. Cover, cover, activities, and joke equals two water towers. Well, they got nothing else, you know. Yeah, two. All right. And a bonus, a bonus magazine. Right. Okay, two point two for the bonus. <laughs> nope, we got to round you down to two. Oh. Kelly, what about you? Uh, I'll be a little nicer and go with two and a half. Uh, Lumiere's on the cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also it's got a little bit of um, I don't know. I guess trivia. You know, like not everybody would know who Marcel Marceau was, and now they know. So I'm, you know, how I like. Education. He has so, he has the only line in Mel Brooks' uh, silent movie. Yeah, he says true. the only word. He says no, I think, and that's it. Yeah. So yeah. so there you go, Marcel Musso. I think he's. Yep. I don't think he's alive anymore. I think he died. I don't think so. Yeah. I think he's dead. Oh well. His. You know what his last words were. That was exactly. his last words. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just came up with that joke right now. <laughs> I'm better than I could put write it on, on the Twitter. Animaniacs comic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you may not be dead, also, but I think he is. So <laughs> he's pretty old. I'm pretty, uh, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that mime's dead. Uh, mallet head on his slappy. I haven't heard from him for a while. That's oh. for sure. Oh. Is, I'm gonna. This is derailing. Back. I'm giving it to Water Towers. <laughs> the joke. <laughs> this comic book broke our brains. I'm giving it to Water Towers. It's because it wasn't that funny. Done. Okay. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to our contact information. Nathan, where can people get you online and say hi? Uh, oh, I'm on Twitter, Joey. Uh, Django FT, that's me. And Kelly, what about you? I'm also on Twitter at Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. 
All right. And also, uh, you can get us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us, animaniacast at retrozap.com. And speaking of RetroZap, that is the place to go. We are a proud member of the RetroZap Podcast Network. And you should just go ahead and go to your favorite podcast player, subscribe to the RetroZap feed, and that way you can get every single RetroZap podcast delivered right to your device for free. You can head on over to the RetroZap Discord group as well to talk to us about anything pop culture related. You can get a welcome link by going to discord.animaniacast.com. It'll send you right on over there. And uh, yeah, head to RetroZap.com every day for awesome articles and podcasts and stuff like that. Whatever you want, it's over there. And Nathan's showing me something. He died. That Marceau, Marcel Marceau <laughs> is dead. So oh, I feel so bad now. With that in mind, <laughs> uh, for Nathan and Kelly... Uh, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>